Well, friends, welcome to episode 58 of the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about social media and how it could be stealing your time and emotional wellness. And whether you've ever thought about it or not, social media has had a dramatic impact on our society. And as we head, especially into the elections and the holiday season, many are rethinking how much time they're spending on their devices. And, you know, my goal is to always help you thrive emotionally, relationally, spiritually, and physically. And in doing so, we need to be intentional about our lives and address anything that could be having a control over us. And so today's topic might not, you know, you might not think, well, I don't have an issue with it, but perhaps your children or family member or friend do. So I'm asking you to listen to this entire episode with my new friend and guest, Sandy Cooper, because she's going to discuss some reasons why she needed to take a break from social media and how she helps others reclaim their freedom and their life by reducing the amount of time on the various platforms. So I would love for you to think about how much time that you spend on a social media platform like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? And then how do you feel afterwards? Or perhaps you just wanted to look at a family or friend's photos, but then you got sucked into the continual scrolling. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's a half hour or hour later. And you just wonder, where did that time just go? And you got sucked in. I've also found that I'm looking for the friends and family's photos, but then I come across a, a post or a comment that was so divisive and I ca- it caused me to feel angry. And then I wish I wish I just didn't see that and I can't undo it. And so if you've ever felt that, I want you to listen in today because it's going to be a, uh, a great discussion about how social media is intentionally designed to be like a drug for your brain, to get you hooked. And it gives your brain a dopamine fix. And why you might think that you're connected to more people around the world, research is showing that people actually feel more disconnected, isolated, anxious, and depressed. So I want to help you invest your time in meaningful, life-giving activities to where you can um, experience life in abundance and thrive in all aspects. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. 
All right, friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my new friend, Sandy Cooper, on the show with me today. And Sandy is a Bible study teacher, a podcaster, a writer, a professionally certified home chef, which I think is awesome. She helps frazzled women find peace. And she's the author of three books, including her latest, Mom, You're Amazing, and Other Things I Want to Tell You. Sandy has been blogging since 2008 at the scooponbalance.com. That is her website. And her podcast is the Balance Momcast. And she is a Floridian like me, but she's on the east side of the state where I'm on the west side. And she lives there with her beautiful family. So welcome, Sandy, to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Lori. I am so impressed. I just want to say again for the listening audience that you have gone through um, literally a major storm to be here. (laughs) So I'm just really, really impressed that this is what, um, that you have made this happen. So thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Yes. Well, wonderful. Well, that's just life, right? There's something about life. That's just so daily that we have to just keep taking step by step. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well today, Sandy, we're going to talk about compelling reasons. You should take a break from social media today. And this is such a fascinating topic. Sandy, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your history on social media and how you got to this place where you are now? Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I always like to start out by clarifying that I am not anti-tech. Um, you know, I have a website, I have a podcast, you mentioned those things. I do online banking, I listen to Spotify, I have a smartphone, I use GPS, you know, like, I'm not off the grid by any sense of the imagination. And I, I feel like a lot of times when I start talking about taking breaks from social media or getting off social media, that people here, like stop using electricity. And that is not my message. So I just want to clarify, because if people look me up, they will find me online. Um, but my my social media journey began in 2008. You mentioned that I had started a blog, and that was um, the same year that I also opened my first Facebook account. And I remember the day I joined, I, I was like, floored. I felt like I was hosting this party. Uh, people that I actually knew, church friends were there. They were talking, they were bantering. It was fun. I realized that I could look up every single person I had ever known since I was born. <laughs> and, um, and so I did, and I friended them all. And, um, and it wasn't long before I realized that Facebook was a really effective way to, to share my writing. And so I was, I would create a blog post and then I would, you know, post the link on Facebook and my friends would share it. And, you know, it, I experienced how powerful that was because um, back in, I want to say it was 2013 or 2014. I always forget which year it was. It was January, but I wrote a little post, didn't think anything of it, shared it on Facebook and it went went viral, crashed my website, got tons of new followers. And, and that was happening to a lot of people at that time, a lot of writers. Um, and so because I was a writer uh, and I was actively seeking publication for books and I wanted the attention of publishers, um, I... I I started taking this very seriously because it wasn't now just a way for me to banter with my high school friends or to, you know, banter with my church friends, but it was a way for me to um, build my audience. And by this time, they now have given it a name. It's called a platform. And, um, And so I'm taking it very seriously at this point. So by 2016, um, eight years in, I have Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, 
um, Instagram, I am spending a tremendous part of my day on these platforms because not only am I interacting with every person I've ever known, literally, I am also trying to build this platform. And I, you know, a lot, I'm, I'm in paid online groups at this point. Um, my kids are now two of my two oldest kids are teenagers. And so they have their own social media accounts. So I'm trying to monitor that whole mess of a situation. Um, and, and it, all of that, I was probably spending at that point four to six hours a day on social media. Um, and, and all of that contributed to what I would call very much a social media addiction. I mean, I, I was just on it incessantly. That's what it felt like. Hmm. Now I should mention that when I opened my social media accounts in 2008, I had an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a newly adopted one-year-old. Hmm. And I barely had enough time to shower, much less mm. banter with people online or try sure. to build anything. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I started, you know, trying to just set boundaries around my time, like they all tell you to do. So I would take short breaks. I would take long breaks. I would break for the month of January, or I would break for Lent or Advent or, you know, whatever I would, I was always, I would, I would delete my apps from my phone on Friday and reload them on Monday, all the things that they told us to do. And they still tell us to do. And that's good. It's not that it's bad, but, but two things were, I took note of one was that, um, every time I would take a break, this fear would grip me hmm. and, and it would be, it was a combination of things. It would be that I am going to lose touch with people because I didn't live near my family and my family were largely, I mostly communicated with them over social media. Um, and, and that I would, that I was misusing this platform that God had given me that like, that, that I had a responsibility that it was irresponsible to get off because look, there are at that point, billions of people already here. And how are you going to reach them if you get off? And then at the same time, so I'd get off, I'd feel good. I'd feel good while I was off. I would get back on and this like resentment started building because it was, it felt like social media was very intrusive and it felt very addictive and it, it felt more like a weight than it did like anything to help me run my race. It felt yeah. like I was carrying something very heavy. And I mean, in a word, I felt trapped and that was exactly, I thought, this, this feels like a trap to me. I, I don't have a way out. So fast forward to September, 2019, um, against the advice of almost everyone I knew, um, especially in the writing industry, I decided to take one year off of social media so that I could write my second book, which was a Bible study. And, um, that year gave me a taste of what life was like outside mm -hmm. of social media. Cause I had forgotten quite honestly. Sure. And I came back to social media a little over a year later, and I had really mixed feelings because on the one hand, I really did miss the people that I interacted with there. I follow funny people. I follow life-giving people. I There are some people that I only interact with over social media, and I miss them. I genuinely did. Um, but on the other hand, I really, really enjoyed, I, I, something had shifted in me during that year. I ended up being off like a year and three months. 
And something shifted in me where I just like freed up mental space. I freed up creativity. I had energy I didn't have before. It was really weird. And social media had shifted during that year too, because that was when the pandemic hit. That was the 2020 election year. And I came back on and I was like, what in the world happened here? This place is a mess. Like it was a mess before, but it was like really something really different shifted over that year. And so I spent the next four months, Lori, asking the Lord what I should do because I needed some, I had been wrestling with this for like a solid decade Sure. and, um, and, and I'm really just hitting the highlights here, but like, it, it was a matter of prayer for me for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I wrote out this long pro con list and I, I, I asked people who, love the Lord, like what I should do. And like, is it irresponsible for me to leave? Like, what should I do? This I'm told I need to shoot for these numbers. I'm not anywhere near those numbers. I've been working so hard at this. The ROI is not good for my work. Plus it just didn't feel right. Like in my spirit, in my mind, like, I just, I just didn't know what to do. And so I felt the Lord I never heard like, thus saith the Lord, Sandy, get thee off social media. It was never (laughs) like a clear thing like that, but it was definitely an invitation from God to lay it down. And I felt him tell me not that I shouldn't be there, but it was a Sandy, you don't have to be here. And so on March 18th, 2021, I wrote an exit post, told everyone where they could find me, did a podcast episode, did, um, did a blog post and, and I logged off. And I thought that that was going to be the end of it. Cause really it felt very personal to me. Like it didn't feel like anything I was going to tell you to do, you know what I mean? And so, so I wrote another book because when you free up all these, all this time, you can do things. And so I wrote another (laughs) book and, um, and I decided to take it on a podcast tour. And, and as you know, because you're a podcast host, it's customary to ask, where can people find you? And that's usually where, you know, the guest says, oh, and here are my social handles. And so I would say, I'm not on social media, but here's my podcast. Here's my website. And then the host would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? What do you mean you're not on social media? Is that allowed? Like, wait, wait, can we talk? <laughs> and I did a lot of like behind the scenes and a lot of these people decided you know what? I need a break from social media too. And I thought, oh, this is a thing. Like, this is a thing. They, and they were using words like I feel trapped. And I thought, okay. So then I decided to pull my audience. So my ministry is mostly to overwhelmed Christian moms. And, um, and so I thought, you know, I never really asked them. They don't know all, they know all about my story, but I never asked them like, tell me your story. Tell me your relationship with social media. So I surveyed them and 50% of the people that I surveyed that follow me agreed with the statement, I feel trapped by social media. I want to leave, but I can't, Mm. I can't. And I thought, wow, half of the people that I serve feel trapped. And so for the first time I looked at it, not only for me, but I looked at it for the people that I serve. And I looked at it for other people who are trying to minister online and feel like they're tethered there, but they don't feel good. And so that's how I got here. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I am. I have so many questions. Um, one of the things that I want to point out though, because what you're saying, I'm hearing you say is when you follow the Lord, it's not going to be conventional. 
And it's also going to be very personal. And he's going to speak things to you that are going to minister to your heart and also part of your calling. And I was reflecting when you were talking about how, when my husband said to me in 2011, Lori, I feel like God's calling me to Bible school, but I can't work, but I don't want to go to Bible school to go into ministry. I just want to go to Bible school to know God and to know who he called me to be. And we had to wrestle with that because he was a vice president with a very large home building company. Hmm. So it didn't make sense. And it wasn't the career career move that you would do when you're in your forties, but it was something that would not let us go. And the Lord was very steering in that. And he exited his career. And for two years, we went to Bible college Hmm. and it didn't make sense to the natural. And most people, it didn't, even resonate to them why we would do that, but it was our journey. So what I'm hearing you say is this was your journey that the Lord led you into. And then what you found was there are so many other people, specifically women that needed to be set free from what you learned in your journey, which I think is just so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what happened. Cause it did feel very personal. I felt like, I felt like I was the one with the problem. I felt like everyone could handle social media, but me. And so if it was my, and you know, honestly, if you talk to people, especially in like the publishing industry, the message is, and it's shifting a little bit right now, but the message generally is if it's not working for you, it's because you're doing it wrong. Right. And so, so I, I embraced that. I thought, well, I'm the one with the problem. I'm the one who can't handle it. I'm the one who has to shut it down. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You, you know, because it felt very judgmental and like presumptuous. What's the word? I'm a writer. I have words. (laughs) Presumptuous. Presumptuous. That's the word. I'm like presumptive. That's not a word. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. It felt very presumptuous to assume that God was speaking this to everyone because clearly a lot of people are doing social media very well. And, and they really are like, I can, I follow people. I followed people who do it very well. Right. And so I, I can, I could see it happening. Yeah. Um, but it was not, that was not my experience. And I gave it many years and hours. I mean, when I think back, so I had figured out over that time. But when I, when I went to go take my, um, one year social media hiatus in 2019, I, at that point I had dwindled down the amount of time to two hours a day from Mm -hmm. about four to six that I was doing previously. And I, I sat and did some math and I was like, okay, if that's two hours a day, how many hours is that per week? How many hours is that a month? How many hours is that per year? How many hours have I spent what is like my lifetime? If I, if I just go back to 2008, when I joined, like how much of my life has I, have I spent here? And Lori, it was a year and three months of my life, 24 hours a day that I had spent on social media. And, and, and weirdly that was the amount of time that I had taken a break. My goal was to go in just with a year, but that year came, that year mark came and went, and I didn't want to come back on. Yeah. And um, I really wanted to get through the election season, to be honest. I didn't want to be on when people were talking about all that stuff because it was so divisive and so toxic. I just didn't want want to deal with it. And so um, I knew exactly what I could accomplish in that amount of time and what a year and three months felt like. Yeah. Like it gave me a real taste of, of that, of, of 
that concept of like, wait, this is a thing. Like, this is a real thing Yeah, that I need to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, and that's such great self-awareness and we need to be very intentional, especially now more than ever. We need to be aware of what is serving us well. And I, and I, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a, well, you don't really know me. You're getting to know me, but I use the word as foundation to um, like that plumb line. So I go back to John 10, 10, which is something stealing, killing or destroying, or is it giving me life? And that is kind of that plumb line that I look at and we have to be so intentional. And so the fact that you recognize this was stealing from you, this wasn't producing that joy. This was the shoulds, right? Mm -hmm. You have to do, and that there's a way that seems right to the, you know, to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. And so the fact that you could say, you know what, this is not serving me. And so there's got to be a different way, but you partner with Holy spirit. And that's what I love because Mm -hmm. now you're pioneering something, not only to bring life for you, but then, like I said before, helping others say there is a different way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I will, I will say, I, this isn't something I normally share when I talk about this, but I spent a lot of time like Googling authors who are off social media or can you live off of social or having a successful writing career outside of social media? Like I kept Googling, Googling, looking for people, looking for a pathway out and I couldn't really find one. Yeah. And I am starting to think maybe I am she, (laughs) it is me that that I'm the, okay, well then, okay, God, let's figure this out and let, let me be, and I'm going to take my big giant machete and I'm going to forge the pathway and, um, and anyone who want, is interested in this pathway, like, come on, let's go figure this out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that because that is partnering with God's grace, his yeah. enablement, his empowerment to do things you can't do in your natural strength. Right. But when you partner with him, he makes a way where there is no way. And, you know, it says that um, it's the uh, simple things that he will confound the wise yeah. with the way he leads you. And he'll say, this is the way walk right. in it. And it's that trusting in that intimate relationship that you get to experience in this journey yourself and yeah. then helping other people and serving others well. So I yeah. love this because this is a principle we can use no matter what we're doing. whether it's social media or whether it's a weight loss program or just health or just mental health, that we have to have that Holy spirit bear witness to what is true for us. That is going to, um, uh, serve us the best. And then we can serve other people. And then you could help your family and really spend time with them. So, well, I love this. And I want to stay true to, I know you said five compelling reasons, so I don't know how (laughs) much time we're going to be able to, because I try to keep it short for our listeners, but of course, why don't you walk us through what that, what that looks like? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you what, what, what we can do is I do have five reasons we can hone in. I can just list a couple of them, but we'll go dive deep on at least this one because uh, we kind of already touched on it, but the first, the first reason is the time suck. Okay. So 81% of the moms that I surveyed said that their biggest concern about their own social media use is their the time suck. And so the average person in the U S spends two hours a day on social media. And that was true for me. That was what, what I had dwindled it down to. That wasn't me like squandering hours. That was me trying to be as efficient as possible with my time. It was still two hours a day, but most people aren't even that intentional about it. Most of us are just checking it 
all throughout the day. We're checking it when we're in carpool. We're checking it when we're making toast. We're checking it while, you know, we're taking a break We're you know, it's incessant. And then you go to check it and you get sucked in. So you go to check to see what time the soccer game starts because you're your kid's soccer team has a Facebook page and you get sucked into the scroll and you're there for 30 minutes and you look up and you're like, what in the world just happened? And so that's really, that is not an accident. Then that's not your fault. That's by design. It's designed to do that. Um, There is one of the quotes that just, so over the summer before Before I started talking about this, I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. So I went and read eight books about the effects of social media on society (laughs) over the summer. I was like a reading (laughs) insane person. And I, you know, watched and rewatched documentaries. I went and listened to podcasts. I I wanted to know what the, the, I went and looked at the studies that have been done because I really wanted to understand, like, is this just my problem or is this a problem? Okay. it's a problem. Okay. So Aza Raskin, he is the technologist who designed the concept of infinite scroll. So it used to be when you got to the end of your feed, like I remember this on Instagram, you'd get to the end of your feed and it would say, that's all for today, or you've reached the end of your feed. Well, then they introduced the concept of infinite scroll, which is exactly what it means. You will never reach the end of your feed ever. And this is what he said. He said, infinite scroll makes you spend 50% more of your time on social media sites. Every day, as a direct result of this invention, the combined total of 200,000 more human lifetimes, every moment from birth to death is now spent scrolling a screen. Every day, the combined total of 200,000 human lifetimes is spent scrolling a screen. Well, why does that matter to us? And why does this matter to me? And why am I passionate about it? Because Psalm 9012 says, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Time is not an infinite resource. It isn't. We are bound by time and we can't go about our days squandering time as if it's inexhaustible because it's not. When you spend time on social media, you're not spending time doing other things. And what might those other things be? Like, I, you know, I, I know what I, what I can do outside of social media. I know what the Lord has called me to do, but I was curious. I asked, I asked the, in that same survey, when I talked to my overwhelmed moms, I said, what would you do if I gave you an extra two hours a day? And the answers were fascinating. So 73% of them said that they would read more books. of them said they would exercise over half said they would spend more time with loved ones, work on their hobbies, pray, or read the Bible. 40% of them said they would cook healthier meals. 40% of them said they would slow down. And 40% of them said, if I gave them two hours a day, they would sleep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, my first, my first reason, I mean, that was a quick overview, but my first reason is obviously the time suck. And while we can't get back that time, okay, I can't get back that year and three months that I spent on social media, but moving forward, I'm hoping that by helping other people to take a break and, and distance themselves a little bit, they can see and free up their time. They can see, oh, this is what that feels like to not pick up my phone and not hop on here every time I have a break that it will actually help them to then to redirect the time to other things that are more life-giving, that are more, that are a better use, the things that the Lord has actually called you to do to, to 
invest in relationships, to invest in time with the Lord, to invest in life-giving things with the people that God has put in your home, in your life, your actual people. So yes, the first compelling reason is the time suck. Yeah. And that's something that we don't even, we're not aware of it because we become so socially conditioned to this is just normal. Right. What I hear you saying is that you're giving per- people permission to one, not be alone, that they're not the only ones feeling yes. this pressure and this, in this withdrawal of time from them, but also there is a better way. And there's actually something that we can better ourselves for or yes. with than just numbing out, so to speak on the social media. And the one that hits home for me is the sleep factor, because how many times people go, they lay in bed, they get on their phone and they start scrolling. And this has happened to me where all of a sudden it's like 30 minutes later, like what just happened? I just wanted to go to bed. I just wanted to check something. And then I got sucked in, like you said. So it's very relevant. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what's number two. So number two is using social media makes you depressed, anxious, and lonely. So So I've battled depression and anxiety most of my life. And back in 2008, when I joined social media, I was literally in treatment for a clinical diagnosis of major depressive disorder. I had crashed and, um, and I had almost had a breakdown Hmm. and, um, and I was on meds, I was in therapy and I joined Facebook (laughs) and, um, (laughs) you know, at the beginning, no one knew that that, no one knew that there was a, there was no connection back then because it was brand new. And actually, I think at the beginning, it probably was really good for me because I lived away from my friends and family and I was isolated because I had a newly adopted daughter and, you know, she was on a really erratic sleep schedule and I was sleep deprived. And so it really did connect me at first, but over time. I started to see a direct correlation between like when I started taking those breaks, again, it was anecdotal. It was just me. I would take breaks. I felt better. I got back on. I felt worse, especially Mm -hmm. with my anxiety. Like it, it, there was just this like glitchy feeling that I always like, I had to check. I had to check. I had to check. And, and, and it was about everything. I was using it on every level. And so back then I thought, okay, I'm the one with the problem, but now, now we know there have been many, many studies that have been done. I'm just going to name two. Um, a study appearing in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine in 2017 states, the more time you spend connecting on these services, the more isolated you become. Like mm-hmm. that is a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Another study appearing in the American Journal of Epidemiology in 2017 concluded that we, what we know at this point is that we have evidence that replacing your real world relationships with social media use is detrimental detrimental to your well-being. Hmm. And we also know, and there's now the studies are really conclusive about um, the effects of on young women, on, yeah. on teen women, yeah. on teen girls. And I have two daughters in that demographic. I have a 23-year-old, I have a almost 16-year-old. And so this this is a real issue. And it's not just for people who are weak-willed or can't handle it. It, it is, there are so many, um, when you, when you look at like the tables of the rise in like teen suicide Mm. and teen depression, like correlates exactly with the rise in technology 
and yeah. there and the and the rise in um the isolation because of you know the social media usage and the, yeah. that it's such a huge issue so mm-hmm. um you know the second reason you need a social media break is because it will make you depressed, anxious, and lonely. And my hope is that by taking a social media break, I want the people who embark on this to, first of all, recognize their own connection between how they feel when they're on and when they're off, because Mm -hmm. you have to break away from it for a little while to break that addiction before you can actually feel the difference that it has made when you're away from it. But I also want... I want people to feel empowered that they are not trapped and that you can take control of your mental health, that, 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 that this is not something you are not a victim here. You really can say, you know what? I'm not going to live like that. This is not good for me. And, and so yes, take a break, take control of your mental health draw that connection between how you feel when you're on and when you're off. And I feel like the only way you can really do that is to create a little bit of distance and, and remove yourself from it. Yeah. And that's so wise. And, um, you know, I know, especially with what you were saying is about the fear of missing out. So we feel like we've got to check and make sure that we're okay. Like we're not going to miss out anything, but also that comparison that is so demoralizing and then the bullying that happens, especially with um, our younger kids. um, It's, it saddens me. So I hear what you're saying, just from a mental health standpoint, and then to hear and to know that the research behind these platforms are to suck you in and to make you addicted. It, it, Yeah. So I love what, what you're doing. And do you have, I know for the sake of time, for those who do want to take a break and want to know, like, how do I do this? What's the reality of what this is going to look like, especially if I'm a Christian entrepreneur and I've been told I have to have social media in order Mm -hmm. to promote my business. What would you like to, what would you like to share? Sure. Well, um, I would say if they take part in, in this challenge, we do go into the other reasons. So they'll get the material, whether they hear it here or not. So, um, if you, if they sign up for, uh, for the challenge. So yes, in November, um, beginning November 1st, I am leading a seven day social media challenge. It's called the make social media, small seven day challenge. Um, because I realized some people are going to get off completely, but some people really won't get off completely and that's okay. And, and full disclosure, I have a friendless Facebook account because I have a couple groups that I am still in that are life-giving and do help me run my race. Um, but I don't engage in it at all the way I used to. Um, I have a mostly most of the time deactivated Instagram account because I found that some people can only be reached on Instagram. So like I, we just went through hurricane Ian. I have friends in, in Fort Myer, in Fort Myer beach and the Fort Myers. And the only uh, way that I could reach them was to re reactivate my (laughs) Instagram and ask them if they were okay, because I was very concerned. I didn't have their number. So, but we can make it so small that it becomes a thing, like you said, that serves us rather than us feeling trapped by it. And so, um, so what we're going to do beginning November 1st is we're going to take a full seven day break. I will lead them through a simple five-step preparation. And we're going to address all those things. Like what if I have an online business? What if my kids, you know, 
sports team is on here? What if, how do I, how do I manage my kids while I'm on this break? And I go through all of that. And I, so we're going to prepare for the break and then we're going to all log off for seven days together. And what they will get is a quick seven minute email, either by audio, because I have a podcast. So I have an audio version, if you'd rather listen, or um, you can read it and it's a daily encouragement. It's going to be um, some additional facts about social media from the experts, some questions to consider, um, a relevant Bible passage, a simple prayer, and those who want to continue, if you want, if you get to the end of your seven days and you want to keep going, um, then I am inviting people to for an additional seven weeks after that. And that one, we're going to have like a Voxer community so that if you want to stay in touch with people because you feel isolated, um, we, we can do that. We're going to, we're going to go a little deeper into some of these issues and then you'll be off of social media through all of November and December mm-hmm. over the holidays, yeah. which speaking as a mom, that is a wonderful time to free up some time and yes. to free up your mind because yeah. the holidays are crazy town for most moms I know. Yeah. And so you'd be off all of November and December, and then you can start 2023 with some fresh resolve and some new perspective. Yeah. Um, but all the information on that, you can, you can just join the seven day if you don't want to do the seven week. And all of that is at the scoop slash make social media small. That's wonderful. And I'll have all that in the show notes as well. But what I love that you're doing is I look at kind of almost like a weight loss program. If you said Mm -hmm. to somebody, you can't have any more sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, They're going to be like, see you later. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But what you're doing is you're giving them healthy alternatives. Here's a way and you're reshaping and reframing how we can do life. Mm -hmm. And you're giving a sense of community too, which I talk to women every day and we feel so disconnected in a world of technology. We are more disconnected than ever because we're not being authentic in our showing up. And so it sounds like you're offering a community in just a different way and offering life giving information and encouragement. So I encourage everyone to take part of this. And even if it's something that you don't even think, oh, I really don't struggle with social media, like what you were talking about, I don't even think we're aware. And I know you have a tool or you have a quiz on your website that people can take to see how much time is really social media uh, taking yes. from my life. And I look at it as like a bank account. You're either yep. depositing or you're withdrawing. Right. And, um, so, well, I love this. And so when you, so just repeat again, Sandy, how can people get connected with you? Because I know you always say, Oh, follow you on socials, but you're not on socials. <laughs> no, so <laughs> don't follow would, me. <laughs> <laughs> how would you like people best to connect with you? Yes. Well, the best way for everything is at the scooponbalance.com. So there's links to everything. My blog is there. My, um, my podcast link is there. Uh, everything about the challenge is there. But if, you know, if you are, um, if you are an overwhelmed Christian mom in particular, my podcast is the best place, uh, where I'm the most active and that is the balanced mom cast. And I release, uh, it's a weekly podcast and new episodes released every Thursday. So That's wonderful. So, well, Sandy, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today and really just opening up our eyes to some lightning information because, um, it's not really something we go around thinking, Oh, how much time do I spend on social media? Or Mm -hmm. is this really stealing from my life? But when we start to take a step back and we analyze what you had talked about, we can start to say, Hmm, 
there's something to this. So I encourage everyone to take part of your challenge because I think if anything, information is going to be powerful for them. And then they can take that to the Lord and say, does this bear witness with my spirit? And then they can be led accordingly. So, right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and go follow you on your podcast. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And until next time, God bless. All right, friend, thanks for listening today. And if you have not had a chance to get my free one hour training yet, I want to help you discover God's best for you to receive his truth Hear his voice with confidence so you can thrive. So go to lauriecasnider.com forward slash resources forward slash free dash workshop. I'll have the link in the show notes and I would love for you to have this free hour training where I teach God's word and then actually lead you in a couple activations where you actually hear from God for yourself to strengthen your heart and to be blessed. So go grab that now.